0: Hey guys, this is Mason Bush with Hunting University Podcast. Welcome to the show.
1: Hunting University is brought to you by Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code Podcast at checkout on nighthunters.com. Conkey's Outdoors Hunting and Hound Supply Store. We stand behind Conkey's and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunt University. You can find out more at ConkeysOutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, Conkeys Outdoors, and give them a like. And GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. They make a high-quality cedar dog box at a great, affordable price. If you're in the market for a new dog box, reach out to Gavin at 615 615- Nine six two, five two six six. How
0: you doing, Adam? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Just just trying to make it through the weekend, get ready for Monday morning. Yeah, that passed too quick. <laughs> well, uh, I guess it's been a few years since you've you've slept the boots on. Uh, I'm sure a lot of them will remember who you are. Go ahead and introduce yourself and let everybody know. Well, a little bit about you.
2: But I'm Adam Joyner. I'm a, about 52. I live in Joyner Town, Alabama, which is about the middle of the state. I've uh, been married 24 or 5 years. I've got four kids. All of them have turned out pretty good, grown, almost gone. But, uh,
0: so uh, go ahead and. I mean, you've been talking a little bit, trying to get this set up. You said your dad was a was a big hunter. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about that and how you kind of got okay. into hunting.
2: Well, ever since I could remember, even before I was old enough to go, I'd cry. My daddy, he hunted every night. And uh, he'd let me go occasionally when I was four or five years old. But but not really until I got old enough to really keep up because they hunted. And uh you know, once I got old enough to go, I just couldn't get enough of it. He, uh, he was a pleasure hunter. He went to a few grade hunts, you know, local club around here, but, and, and actually one first and every one he went to, but, uh, he always come home preaching about it. it was nothing but crooks and slick dog handler, <laughs> <laughs> but he was a more dog trainer than anything, and, uh, uh, I've seen him take a chunk and make a it you'd never think it was possible. But I guess I what a little bit I know I've definitely learned from him. And then added a little bit, the other one along. Uh, I spent a lot of nights in the woods with him. And uh, still would if he could walk and I could.
0: You told me you was fixing but, that to get uh double hip replacement, is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, first of the year. I've been putting them off. I uh, actually, uh, Ricky Hawkins and Steve Ant been telling me ain't nothing to it. But I'm uh, I'm skeptical. I don't want the downtime. But I put it off twice, and I'm scheduled for after first of the year, and I'm gonna go through with it. You gonna have to get it done. Get back in the woods. Yeah, that's the only way I'm gonna get back in the woods. <laughs> I can't walk a hundred fifty yards. I can, but then I have to rest and walk back to 150. Hmm. Yeah, you can just come hunt one of us. Hey, we
0: we try to drive down a tree, so yeah. we, we usually don't. Yeah. We usually don't walk 150 to, to a tree each night, but
2: yeah, yeah, you probably can do that, you know. But not always hunted. Well, not with pop, you know. With pop, I, I could get away with that, but. But after I started competition on that didn't work because I, I'd cut them off every tree until I cracked daylight or I, I had enough, a lot of walking involved.
0: Yeah. Um, you talking about where you're from down there. Is there, plenty of spots you could do that back then?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, had, you know, plenty of spots, just, I'm losing it every day. I mean, every time I drive down different road. had been down in a few months. There's a clear cut there. But, but yeah, the, they moved in here. Started logging when I was about 13 and they hadn't left since. So, you know, it's a lot of woods. A lot of briar thickets. A lot of briar patches. A lot of <laughs> rough hunting. And not many cones.
0: I grew, I grew up not too far from there, so I, I know exactly what you're talking
2: about. Yeah, I've had people in cast draw me me guide and uh they never show up where we were supposed to meet yep they just withdraw
0: <laughs> i never heard of anybody using that uh that uh, that approach in a cast i guess it worked don't it?
2: <laughs> well you know they always refer to it as a joint town fire patch <laughs> but I, I did have some good spots in a lot of <clears throat> so
0: let's get back to your dad a little bit um did he hunt his entire life? His
2: entire life. They, uh, When he was a kid, they hunted out of a 53 Chevrolet car. I think they put the dogs in a trunk or in the back seat. I'm not sure. But most of theirs was walking. You know, They'd walk and carry an axe, and they would uh, cut them down and run them and cut them down and run them until they told me they wouldn't make it home to noon or 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon you know, a lot of Saturdays and Sundays. Wow. But yeah, he hunted his entire life until he couldn't go anymore. He still actually got a hound over there right now. She hadn't been out of the pen in a year or two. So he
0: pretty much hunted until he couldn't get around anymore?
2: Yeah. Well, he had actually had two hip replacements and then he had a third one because one got infected and then he had a heart valve replaced and He's had a lot of health problems in the last 10, 12 years. Yeah. But he's still kicking. He's not supposed to be, but he's still still going. Still fat. He just don't hunt. He likes the thought of it. <laughs> that's
0: me most nights anyway.
2: Yeah. Just, yeah, me too. Just I, the thought especially of it. <laughs> cool, cool snap like we've had the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. You can bet I've been thinking about it. Mm. Sometimes
0: thinking about it's a lot better than just
2: having to go do it. (laughs) Well, now, you know, I have uh, raised a few pups in the last, I had never been without a hound until this year. I've raised a few pups, bought a few pups and raised them. They uh, just didn't pan out or either somebody picked them up right before dog deer season and never brought them back. Hmm. because uh, i let pups run out here it's close to deer season they'll steal them. <laughs> <laughs> yep and, you know most of the stock of dogs that i've liked for the last 10 12 15 years they'll run deer right so
0: they, they go a tree and they'd kill them
2: yeah yeah that's right all i have to do is shoot a deer down in front of them and they and they probably keep running
0: them. oh man well, we can uh Fast forward a little bit, um, where did the, <clears throat> did your dad do any kind of competition hunting?
2: No, just those few hunts. He had, he'd go to the local clubs to some great hunts. We did go to a little, little ACHA world hunt in Mississippi when I was a kid. And, uh, I remember vividly that uh, he trained four coons on the cast Minus on every tree because his dog from about ten yards off and meet If you go back, they minus him. You know that broke him. He was done after that because you know he had a coon dog and and just didn't understand the rules.
0: Yeah, and and not talking about necessarily him, but it's you get a lot, lot of that that people interpret the rules different or or don't know the rules and think. Yeah. Just, just take it. Well, you
2: know, other ways. He uh, pounded in me my whole young life uh, how I didn't want to go to competition hunts, so how crooked, underhanded they were. But once I went, I got hooked, even though it was expensive training. A lot
0: of well, back then it's twenty five dollar lessons. Um, it takes yeah. a lot of twenty five dollar lessons to uh, to learn. If you're yeah,
2: 15 fifteen
0: dollar lessons. Hmm.
2: yeah i was thinking over 15 dollar hunt
0: and yeah, they didn't they didn't went up to yeah. 35 now so dang they i don't did. know if i can
2: stand to go to me though
0: <laughs> mostly just the 50 and the 100 dollar hunts now and it's getting to these little two, three, four, five hundred dollar pro classics and then they just go up from there so it's i mean it's, it's right it's, it's grown right. so much sky sky's the limit with these dogs nowadays and i think hunting's as big as it as it ever has been right now
2: yeah it's a lot different now for sure yeah. the, the fees and the big purses so you go back a lot different
0: you go back 20-25 years some of the dogs that won 100 and, or just take like hard rock and moose and cracker and all them back then no telling what they'd have won in, in today's time no that's right there's no telling but hindsight's 20, 20. No. we never know how did you, uh, how'd you start
2: getting into the, the competition well, side of the home? Actually, I was uh, friends with Jamie Perrin, stopped in his store a lot up there. And they were up on 280 over here at Chelsea, outside of Chelsea. and I think that's how I actually started going to these local hunts, so was through Jamie. And uh, I liked it. And it just kinda of progressed from there. You know, I once I started going, I realized what I had to have to win one. It changed what I knew about dog training altogether. You know, it uh, it didn't completely change how I trained one, but then I'd have to turn in a hunt train one. And you know, I figured out real quick that there was four things that I could control and even with a mediocre dog, I could win the majority of my cast. That was, they would leave, they wouldn't come back, they wouldn't go back to the same tree, and I could call them in as far as they could hear me calling. If I could get that done, I could win most of my cast. Right. So, that's what I was shooting for, always, was one that would leave, go hunting, do whatever he was going to do, but not come back thunderstorm, lightning, whatever. Don't come back. Uh, you know, you never get the 15 foot on you. And uh, you never get scratched. scratch. You call them in an hour. And it's, so, yeah. I started winning a little bit once I figured that out.
0: I know uh, later on you got a hold of some of the Wipeout Dogs, like Zeb 3 and uh, the dog you called Quick. Uh, what? W- what hunt did you you start out in the competition with?
2: Uh, I'm gonna say probably uh, yeah, he was Slick. I call him Slick. He was Quick. Quick was his name, I think. So he's the one I got started with. I got uh, down with uh, thyroid cancer issues, thyroid disorder issues stuff, and I got real unhealthy for a while and wasn't hunting. And my dad he bought this pup. From somebody and brought him to me and said, "Here's your project." Something. He won't treat. He's about 12 months old. So, uh, so I started hunting. I, I called Jason Miller because you know he was at a trick, late night trick in Levitt. Jason said, "Yeah, I know these boys down here had him. And they said he would never treat. He don't have it in him." So I just started slipping along behind him in the mornings, best I could. Whenever he'd located, he'd trail one up in there and locate a tree and chop three or four times and then shut up, move on and strike another one, do the same thing. And uh, I'd slip in there in my light off, catch him, tie him up, pet him, shoot coons out. Nothing worked. But then uh, one morning, he treed up a snag, a dead snag, it was hollow. And I pushed it over, let him drag it, coon out and kill it. And when I sent him off of that tree, the next tree he made, he was 100, 110 dark minute tree dog, and he was that till he died. Yeah, it just was that switch flipped in his head, and I started taking him and winning with him. He was uh, probably the best one out of Zev again that I ever put on a leash, and a lot of people argue that, but 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 I hunted them both hard, off three, four, five, however many it were. He was the best. You know, he was the best about having coons. He was the best about tracking a coon. Um and the best tree dog actually once it was said and done. Uh, I think I
1: Yoder Nylon has long been known for producing the highest quality briar-proof products on the market. Now they've formed a partnership with Razer Hunting Gear to produce all Razer's new hunting products. Razer has a wide selection of products from competition belts, chest rigs, strap vests to hunting jackets. These products look as well as they perform. Razer Hunting Gear, designed by coon hunters for coon hunters. Razer Hunting Gear's newest products are now available for the order. You can find a link in the description box below.
2: Much money won with him, what all I won with him. But he was well on his way when he got hit by a car. And when he healed up, I know. Uh, well, you got time. I'll tell you about how all that happened. Yeah,
0: we got we got all night. Or I do. I don't know about you, but I got all night.
2: Well, you know, I, he got hit by that car. The car stopped. And, you know, i road them all all of them. I uh, might be cruel. And, inhumane, but I'd tie him out by the highway, and I'd sit up here on the porch. I'd start shocking him lightly when I could hear a car coming into here, and the closer the car got, the more I'd shock, and when the car passed, the dog tied by the road out here, I'd light him up. And I thought I had that problem solved, but the night he got hit, he was just a few feet behind the coon about to catch him, and uh, the car hit him, shattered his pelvis, took him to the emergency vet. They said that uh, they could pin him up, never guarantee him to walk again. I talked to Pop about it and he said, hey, just bring him home. You know, I couldn't spend that kind of money on a dog, with no guarantee.
0: Right.
2: He said, just bring him home, put him out there in the barn, give him some feed and water, leave him alone. And I did. And you know, months passed and uh, he never looked any better. I never saw him get up and walk around. Like, when work, just laying there looking after you. And then uh, one night, I was sitting out on the back porch, drinking a cup of coffee, and I heard him treed, what I thought was him tree almost out of here. So I ran out to the barn, and looked. he was gone. It was him. He'd been slipping off every night hunting. And that's why he looked so bad. He was hunting every night. I figured that out after that. So Super Stokes were about two weeks away from that night. And I said, Well, you know, I got his money one. He looks like hell. They might not even let me hump. I'm gonna take him. And I took him and I won two early rounds with him. And uh he just couldn't hold up for, for late rounds. He uh, I got scratched going back of the same tree one time. He actually just laid down right there. could he just couldn't go anymore. I think I carried him to the truck. But he finally healed up enough that he was what he would still walk on his front end and uh brian sanders fought him and he won a quite a bit with him after that with him two-legged but he was the hardest one and the best one that i've had otherwise
0: and he was uh you say he was a litter mate to
2: triple threat is that right he, he was his he was little to threat uh, yeah which i think uh I don't think I hunted with Threat twice. I don't remember how Threat it was, but I think there were two totally different dogs. And
0: for everybody that don't know, that's uh, I believe that was Zev Again's first litter. Uh We've talked about it a time or two in some previous podcast where Jason Miller bred uh, the trick to to Zev Again to get to get that cross. Yeah, I think the trick was on a Whitey and
2: snow, maybe.
0: Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's where threat. That
2: was a cross. Right
0: slick did come from, and I think I started just a, an era right there, and Zeb again has proven himself time and time again in uh, and, and the performance and the and the reproduction of oh, the yeah. dogs. But, um, I guess you can go on a little bit. Uh, how much longer was it before? You got your hands on which one come first, zev three or Hellbelly?
2: Well, I think after after slick, I think I bought uh yeah, I bought a pair of pups out of a female that Trey Perrin bought off of uh, Roscoe Mills and took her up and bred her to Zev again. I bought a pair of those pups and they both made really nice dogs. Uh, one I sold John Robertson, another one Bob Dudley bought. They were both, they weren't as special as three and the rest of them, but they were probably better than most you draw if you went to a hunt. But I don't know how long after that, but uh, Billy came next. I actually uh, bought Billy from Barry and met him at a pro hunt, I think it somewhere up there brought him home in my jacket pocket. He was about five or six weeks old. And uh what was he? What was he out of Dana? Yeah. Yeah Dana, Dana. Yeah, Dana. Fergie uh, Fergie, Fergie Sackett Jr. pitch. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. And he treated like a Sackett Junior dog too. He was classic, stylish street dog. Yeah. Was a really nice pup. He didn't on average have enough coons for me, but he was better than most. But there were certain times of year he was deadly accurate, and then there was another time of the year when he wasn't. But he would he would put a pound in on you in his kind of territory, his kind of climate, his kind of woods. But I guess that's the same with any any dog. But uh, I got actually ended up selling him to Brian Sanders. He was a nice pup. Now he's
0: he may be one of the best looking dogs that's ever drawn a yeah. a breath of air. To me, I don't know, every, not everybody. Probably thinks the same way I do, but to me, that Belly was as good-looking dog as there's ever been.
2: Man, he was good-looking. He had put the feet up on that tree and just stand there and just haul, 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 haul.
0: Tell us a little bit about Belly. Uh, you trained him from a pub. Tell us a little bit about how, how he got started and how he was uh, coming up.
2: Well, Billy, he was a little different than uh, than the rest of those dev dogs. As far as starting, you know, I start pups a lot different than I was taught once I started really hunting competition. So I started by myself. And to start with, Billy, he just didn't want to get in there deep. He eventually learned it, but but he started training pretty early. And uh, he missed quite a bit, but man, he loved a deer and he could run one too. And so I just let him run so he would learn how to hunt pretty much. Uh, then, when he got to where he was ace, a deer dog, I started bringing him back down. And uh, I wouldn't, you know, the same with all of them. I, I wouldn't just burn him up, but I would aggravate them on low until they just got tired of being aggravated by that tickling and they'd quit and start hunting. And, uh, you know, that that probably makes lots of these diehard coon hunters mad, but well, I I don't like taking on that one. But, yeah, Billy, he he really came along good. If he had uh, set me on fire and, and been really, really consistent about having coons all the time, I would have kept him longer, I'm sure. But I don't remember how old he was when Brian got him, maybe 15, 16 months old. You,
0: you going back to yeah. running them deer, I'd I'd a lot rather one. I don't care how old it is, a lot rather one be running them deer than than standing next to me or just meddling out here fifty oh, hundred yards yeah. from me. Me too. Me too. Two me things too. when I go to, I, I'm not much of a puppy trainer, but there's two things I I've got to have is a little sense and a little heart. That's right. That's right. Pop hippie,
2: his dog come crawling back to the truck. And uh O'Billy just lighting one up in there and he said, You know dogs run junk, don't you? I said, Oh yeah, I knew he'd be running junk when we turned him loose. But I said, We'll just leave him. We're going down the road, turn yours loose somewhere else. We would, you know, and I'd keep a track on him. I let him run it for probably an hour and a half or so and then I'd start tickling on him. But in an hour and a half that sucker could covered some ground. But, yeah, I never want to take the hunt out on them. I didn't want them over broke. I wanted them, if they were going to run it, while they were running it to, to know that it, they couldn't run it for just a certain amount of time. All right. Uh, and eventually, you know, they got to where they didn't hardly jump too bad. <clears throat> Unless you were on a cast and you really didn't need them to.
0: <laughs> that's uh that's what ended up killing Billy, was it not? A hog killed him.
2: Yeah, uh, I I didn't get the deep Barry. I told me details, but I I forgot them. But I know they they said a hog got him somewhere.
0: I think they were in. Uh, I think Barry and Sumner had done bought him. They were at the Ozark uh, Pro Hunt, and um, I think a hog hog had got him i think it was pretty early in the cast he said i think he struck and went out there and and just shut up and and i think Sumner ended up withdrawing or or something or after the hunt was over with he went to looking for him and he found
2: him cut open pretty good yeah tough luck right there They they were loving him he was doing really good
0: yeah i don't know how old he was at the time but he were he was hot i think he was i think he was about at his peak they were they were breeding him a lot, and
2: how much? Yeah, I, I know he threw he threw some nice pups.
0: Yeah, I drew. <clears throat> I don't know how old or when when that would have been when when he got killed. I drew one, a puppy out of him. Uh, it was him and River Shea. They crossed. They made that cross, and boy, around Jasper, not too far from where me and you lived, uh, had him, and you talking about a wild son of a gun, big old mouth, looked just like hillbilly, just like you talking about trashy run deer run anything think about him he went. you went to try to catch him there wasn't no catching him i ended up getting him getting him later on and hunting him a time or two and i just he was so wild i i didn't have the spot to on
2: him Yep. Yeah. i tell you that uh all of them that, that left here had handled a lot I was done in a cast one night and everything was straight across the river i think i was i don't know if it's in dover somewhere up there somewhere up there on one of the rivers and we could see them across the river tree see the coon in the tree wasn't leaf on the tree 20 miles up river to a bridge and i, I called billy across the river and wanted to cast everybody else didn't make the clock mm. but but that was a uh, one thing about him zeb slick all of them if they could hear me they would come yeah and just about uh all it took was teach them their name. You know, I didn't have to really do about shocking them.
0: I don't know about the um, rest of it, but Barry said that I think Zeb again was about the same way, and especially on a tree, he'd he'd a lot rather be running than than tree that you could you could pull him off a tree with a yep. sewing line. He, if you got. His yeah, name.
2: those dogs are just that smart. I don't think they're like that much. I think they lose down too much. I don't know. I had been out there. I don't know, but I know I. I don't see Zeb again on one papers. I don't really look much. Oh. <clears throat> but just, I just got spoiled with them. You know, because they could consistently treat coons in the dryer patches
0: down here. They did quit. I was just getting started about about that time that, that, that they were, I wouldn't say big. They were already, I'd say, on, starting to, on their decline as far as, I think Zeb again had done died and Zeb three. Um, I think they were just breeding him at the time and, a uh, $1,000 bill and them were it was just starting to come along, but I mean, that was just a whole different era of, of dogs and times right then.
2: Yeah, let's say it really was.
0: Compared to what it is now, yeah. I, I don't know, I, which I went around them. Just looking back and reading, it's it was like the, the golden years. Well,
2: when you went to a hunt anywhere north of Birmingham, you could count on a dog, kind of dog, whether it was Billy and them or Kitty or you know honey smith honey don't any of that much so that's gonna be around so they all the good hunt so anywhere you went north you're gonna have a tough cast
0: yeah it's crazy you got certain areas like west tennessee um north georgia uh up around Hillsboro, ohio there's, there's a lot of coon hunters up there it's just of course like here in west tennessee it's a lot of them's getting older and have quit hunting and have died out. And I'm sure it's yeah. the same way anywhere. But there's there's been a lot of good handlers and men and dogs that's come through these uh, areas throughout the year. Oh, yeah. And no doubt about it. They talk about going to a $25 hunt at, at Adamsville and drawing four platinum champions. <laughs> you had yeah. oh, Hard, yeah. Hard Rock and Zeb again and Willie, Moose, all of them were, were right there around the same time and lived all within uh 10 15 miles of each other that's right but uh we can move on uh how much longer was it before z3 come around i'd say that's probably
2: uh i don't remember i know uh first night i saw him ryan barker good friend of mine and he was hunting some dogs for brian sanders and he brought that pup up here we turned loose he ran a deer faster than anything i'd ever seen from a deer and never made loose. And then. When he got tired, he swapped. And we went there to him, and he was treed on a sweet young tree about 10 feet tall, about bigger around his wrist.
1: Conkey's Outdoors knows that keeping up with the latest in hunting technology can be expensive. That's why they're proud to offer amazing financing options from 30 days, same as cash, to 0% interest for six, nine, 12, and even 18 months, depending on your credit score and the amount you spend. If you've been eyeballing that new thermal or want to upgrade to the latest in tracking system technology, go find out more on the web at conkeysoutdoors.com, or if you're in the Hastings, Florida area, stop by and visit. They'd love to have you. Conkeys Outdoors, houndsman helping houndsman. Didn't have a thing,
2: but I saw enough in him that uh, I called Brian and asked him to sell him to me, and he sold him to me he was just a little over a year old and then i went to work on him but he just got better and better
0: it's good like dog men that they can see them things that, that others can't I'm, I'm not i don't know ryan i'm not taking nothing from him but a lot of a lot of people see uh the little things like like you've seen in him right then it can it can excel with it when when most people i mean a lot of people don't like dogs that'll, that'll run a deer and just leave the country like that but especially in a puppy, that's, Uh, That's something that you
2: want yep yep well you know a dog in this country that can drift a cold deer track through there a half mile just pip 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 and then jump him and run him for two hours and never make a bobble never make a lose never shut up that's impressive yep so uh, and then he was a real tree dog so i figured i could get the cones on there and it didn't take much i mean it, that night was just a, you know, one of the trash nights, and he had a lot of them, but I went pounding on him. I hunted by myself after that with nothing for months. Started tickling on him and getting him to check up on the junk, and man, he had a nose too. He's a, when I started getting ready to hunt, break him, I started going to these UKC hunts around here. I got scratched and run off from a few, but that's what I used before was training, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and, uh, I started hunt training him then, you know, cutting him off of trees, setting him up, trying to make him go back to trees, just all that kind of stuff we used to do a long time ago. Yep. I guess they still probably do it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when I felt like he was, he was right, I put him in a his first cast. I'll never forget it. We went over here cut him loose and when we cut loose, he struck right in front of us. An honest strike, struck, skipped right around through there, and I struck him when he struck. He just peeled right around there, about sixty yards. Now, screaming minus 75, minus 75. Wham! It comes tree. We walked right in there. There's three dogs milling around the bottom of the tree, never open. He's sitting there hammering, got a coon, and it just—he uh, just made monkeys out of them. And that was that was regular. He caught a lot of coons on the ground too. He was a he was that
0: kind. That's crazy because you talk about how much he barked, and uh, usually a barking dog, they're not gonna catch many on the ground. But I know a lot of these silent, these silent hot-nosed dogs will run around and and have to about see one climb and and catch a yep. lot of them, catch a lot of slipping. But you don't. That says a lot right there that a dog that barked as much as he did that that he'd catch as many.
2: He did. I could uh, I could tell when he was about to catch one. He'd start short barking, pretty much just squeaking here and there. And I knew he was about to catch him, so I didn't get up. But yeah, he probably caught ten, there and twelve on you know, the years I had him hmm. in it's, thick woods, in occasional clear cut.
0: It's crazy. Um, even when it when he was eight, nine year old, Yant talks about. He had run down deer and, and just run down anything, kill it, coyotes, uh, cones, just everything. He could just, he moved faster than, than anything that they've ever seen.
2: Yep. Yep. On the, speaking of, yeah, on the night that my, wow, been that long, I think, I think night my son was born, I was at Pro Hunt somewhere up there. And I had, yeah, no, no, I had Ginger's a little dog, my golf boy. That Jeff Travis was silk, mm. and we cut them. We cut them, and they all left barking. Uh, my pills were right, and I struck, and uh, he just cold trailed right up this little branch. Right there comes tree right there on the side of the hill. Nothing there. I put him on the card. We go up there. He's got a go. Um, the rest of them, I don't know where she went, but silk, she comes trading there, and uh, she had a skunk. We pulled her off that skunk, three had another cone treat, and uh run on deer the rest of the cast. I won that cast, and then uh, for the late round that pro hunt, the next round, my wife called me. She was in labor, and I left him and let somebody else hunt him on the second round, and I think he shot his foot off the cost of the cast. I don't remember. I think Stevie ain't won that pro hunt, though. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it tells that but. same story uh, on his podcast. It's... He said him and Jeff was both hunting pretty uh, respectable dogs that time, and you went out there with Zeb 3 being a puppy and just dominated them. He's, he's, he said he knew right then that he was something special. He actually, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, he talks about it a little bit in his podcast. I think they had tried to get uh, JC to buy him around that time, and something something fell apart. Oh, yeah.
2: But, yeah, they tried to buy him, but I don't. I don't remember if I wouldn't sell Well, I'd always sell, price right, but I don't remember at that point, if I was ready to sell. I don't remember what happened, honestly. I just know, um, Jeff Travis was screaming, he's going to get involved that night, but it didn't happen, but there was a lot of cast like that, that, and then there was a lot of cast that he had run here for our 50 minutes, three <laughs> but you know, he was, he was pretty consistent about uh, treeing that first coon, and then to do the rest of the night. But uh, I, uh, I actually called Barry. It's like, hey, I tree one coon, and then he's trashing the rest of the night. Got any suggestions? And it was just as simple I felt stupid. He said, don't shoot the first one. Shoot the second one. So I started shooting the second cone. And it started working. So then I started shooting the third cone. So I was guaranteed three coons of cash before he run junk most of the time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: Barry said that, uh, that when you know later on Jeff Travis had got him, and I, I guess Brad Mitchell had him at that time, had bought him at that time. But anyways, Jeff Travis had him, and Jeff would would buy caged coons from guys around around the coon clubs and stuff. like a young boy that had a coon trap or something. And, uh, he, he said, he would cut it loose around a motel or something. And let him go down there and tree it and shoot it out. They said, he said three would just get plum mad. Uh, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't, uh, shoot a coon out to him. I don't know if it was like that his whole yep. life, but they said, they said he'd get plumb mad and go to, they said he'd be sitting there just chomping his
2: gums and, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a some gums. Yep. I probably shot out most everything he ever treated. Mm. Unless it was cast. When Travis first got him, he called me, and he's like, I guess, I don't know who, I forgot who had him before. Brad got him. Jeff or something. But he called me, he said, he didn't act right. He didn't want to do nothing for me. And I said, well, quit pressuring him. I said, just put him in the pen. Him, let him run around the yard a little bit, put him back up. So don't take him out for a month. And uh, he said, okay. And I think he pet on him for two or three weeks before I ever tried to hunt him again, and that's when he started junior. But he was peculiar. I know I uh, I actually, uh, he snapped at Brad Tipper one time when he walked up to my dog and got kind of close to me. He was really protective, He's peculiar, but if he loved you, he'd bust his heart for you. <laughs>
0: And there's a lot of dogs like that. Uh, it's it's crazy how how different personalities these these dogs have, um, just from one person to the next. I, I just bought one off Zeb Three this past week. Uh, Wipeout Jackson, and I think he's worked for some people and hadn't hadn't worked for the others. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, the first couple of nights I hunted him, I was I was pretty sick. <laughs> but um, and I don't know, I took him out next night and he treated coon, and I think he's treated about ten in a row now so i'm i'm pretty pleased with him so far i'm about a week out from the world hunt qualifier and he's looking good he's feeling good uh i I hope to i hope to get some luck have some luck with him He, he he don't bark near as much as his daddy
2: did but three wasn't that bad for the first couple of years after i sold I think he got babbling real bad. Now, when I cut him loose, he'd be struck under the minute. And he was struck. I mean, I knew he was struck. He was done something. But, uh, I know later on, he was barking off the chain a lot. And I was probably going to hunt every night. But, not really hunting him in between. I think this probably probably blew up there on him. Yeah. But, yeah, he, uh, I had him set me up a lot of times and dropped me in the middle of the field trying to get me minus and he never opened his mouth until he hit the woods and was inside the woods. <laughs> he did strike in the field. hey, anyway, I had a cast one night and it was one of those, uh, ah, those little pro hunts. They weren't pro hunts, there was like a knockoff of the pro Yeah the, What uh, they
0: call them? Pro-ams, what they called them back then. pro yeah, that was
2: it. That was it. That was it. So we... First round, first cast, uh I treated cone on. He left, struck real quick. So dogs got treed and we all them all hemmed up. The next time they walked us out in the middle of a river that was about ah, knee deep, ankle ankle to knee deep, it was shoals for like a hundred yards and this river was about sixty or seventy yards wide, it's just real shallow. And they gonna cut us down the middle of this river, it's trying to get me. Well, we cut loose. When we cut loose, we, the judge got the dog lights on the dog. Mine opened ten foot in front of him. I struck him. And he's the only one barking. And we watch him and they go down through there about sixty five or seventy five yards. And uh about the time the judge says, Dev Minus, he just he's already gotten over within about ten feet of the bank. He just wham rolls up that bank and comes tree. While the judge has got his light on, he shines his light up in the tree next to the coon. The other three dogs just keep going down the river barking. (laughs) And it it just made it look easy like that sometimes. If I had been a better handler and had a lot of money, I would have taken him to a lot more hunts. Yeah.
0: I sent you a picture, uh, what was that, a week or so ago of one I ran across of you in the the finals of a hunt. Do Do you remember which one that was?
2: I don't even know where that was.
0: I don't even think uh, somebody had sent me that picture, and it, it, I couldn't see. I don't, I don't remember. even, I don't even remember what year it was. I'm thinking it, it's been 07 or 08. Does that sound right?
2: Yeah, probably so, somewhere around there. I recognized uh, Clay Elliott and that big mama, Brian Sanders. She was really hard to handle. She, she barked uh, a lot, and she treated him She good. Uh, I remember
0: looking back when i first started looking back uh on pro hound in the old magazine seeing her name a lot they she she done a bunch of winning she did i think she won she uh, did i think she won the state race two or three there were three years in a row did she not yeah Yep. Yeah. you couldn't get struck
2: on her she's gonna have a game hmm. yep i don't remember much about how she was bred but uh, She's an ugly little thing, and she get through there. What about uh
0: zeb three was he was he your last uh last dog as far as something you really pushed or put that kind of time in
2: he he was the last one that panned out. I've had uh two or three pups since then that uh one of them maybe was out of uh maker yeah. One of those have three pups that's one a good bit, and he didn't pan out and it hit your. he just did not set me on fire, and then I had a couple more Savagan pups that didn't make it. I don't I think uh one of those probably I don't remember maybe Jason Russell raised a litter, and I got one or something. They were a grand pup out of the three. Yeah, I think. But he none did. of them panned out, and they were all uh, unpredictable. They might not hunt tonight. Might not hunt tomorrow night. Everybody's blaming it on thyroid stuff, and I sent them, sent them off. Steve Ant said he's got a pup waiting for me when I get in the hill seats.
1: Are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get? That's where I encourage you to go check out GNR Cedar Dog Boxes, especially if you're wanting something different. GNR Cedar Dog Box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that. They provide a high quality, handmade, lightweight box to the customers. They take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Cedar Dog Boxes on Facebook. Find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA. I
2: don't know how it's bred, but I'm sure it'll be out of good stuff. Oh,
0: yeah, Steve, he's... He's top-notch. He's as he's good, good as dog man as there is left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I go, a lot of it. I do, too. I go over and hunt with him. Oh, it's been a while, but uh, this past winter, I went over and hunting with him a time or two. Uh, he'll hunt. Like, I I'd, I'd got up oh, early, yeah. the, early that morning, went duck hunting, and, and, and done some stuff that day, and then tried coon hunt with him all night. <laughs> um, yep. But... I I didn't hang too well that night but I think it started sleeting or snowing on us at night too. I just, <laughs> but it, it was rough conditions. I I think we treed I it was mostly mine, but I think we treed more possums and <laughs> <laughs> yep. but, but anyways. Well uh, we're knocking on hours. Anything else you wanna you wanna say or talk about?
2: Well, not right off the top of my head. I'm looking forward to maybe getting up and getting started back, but my problem is I, I really don't know which way to go to get the type of dog that I like. I've had several people looking for me, one including you, that's about a year old, three, and so like to run, but nobody seems to come up with one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're different they're, they're a lot more tree minded nowadays than it, what they what they seem to be back then just from listening i'm breeding how to spot a female that's a litter mate to echo i'm gonna breed her to a um, it's a, a a dog straight off a wipeout zach moose uh, so i'm hoping to take it take it back kind of go back to the roots maybe find some of that some of that older stuff and put put a nose uh, and some, some tracking ability back in them so i don't know if it'll work but i don't think you can do is try yeah
2: yeah I'd, uh, I'd like something that goes back to old there uh, four five times but, you know all that stuff's hard to find and, and you know you got to put time in them no matter there's a lot of them that get thrown away to will make it but People just don't see potential in. I'm not, I'm not a anywhere near the best handler or trainer, but you know I could always tell within a very few hunts whether where, where that'd race home and couldn't wait for it to get dark, or either I'd put him in a deer dog pen or worse. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's. Uh, I guess you got to be able to see. I've i've had several that i thought would make it because i figured they had it all but they didn't so no it's just a crap shoot but it's a better crap shoot if you know what you got yeah
0: know what you're looking for yeah. and like you said there's there's a lot of them that that get that get passed around at a young age that is not given a the chance it deserves and it's cold and it. way too That's young. Um, I mean, they all need to be That's in it. the right hands at the right time to, to make it. And somebody you know, somebody, it, get a young dog and hunt it two or three nights and expect old dog results, and you're
2: not going to get that. Right, right. And, and it made, it's just my, my personal experience. I have never had a pup that three coons are six months old that ever really made the right caliber dog. No, usually
0: by you two know, year old. That's or...
2: just my personal experience. Um, the ones I had that started treading coons when they were six, seven months old. Didn't end up being what, what I want.
0: Yeah. Usually by two year old, they're, they're done. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not what you want.
2: They don't get a whole lot better after you get them, you know, but, but these old pups that, don't tree they're 12 14 months old if they ever do start tree usually got something
0: right It's just like just like anything you, you got to start with the basics you, I mean, you, you got to learn how to how to run a track and trail a track before you can or you know how to tree so yep
2: yep yeah, but you know and i and i can't say the a five six month low pup that fires right in there and comes straight and has a cone it don't get me excited. I mean, oh yeah, oh, it, it will anybody. It, it does, but but that's too much stylist. And those for me or too much second junior. in those for my personal. Right. Like I say, everybody's got years, their but
0: their their that's right their own personal opinion and that's preference.
2: Right. So yeah, and it's just from experiences you've had. You know, if you've had bad experiences with. Uh, every stylish, spread, all-grand kind of pup I've had, it was a full-time job keeping them accurate and honest. Just constantly staying on them. And... Yeah. yeah but... and I did that a lot with a little jazz female that I, I had. I ended up selling her a you know, She could really treat cones, but it was a full-time job keeping her honest. Yeah. So, I think after that first dev again, I had, I never went back to anything stylish. Hmm. I've been beat by a bunch of them, <laughs> but, but I never went back to it. Yeah. Stuck where you gone? But, you know, just in short, just, they just, the ones I hunted fit my country better. Yeah. And then, uh, then I was shocked when I, when I took them north, they could run up a score. I never thought they could really do it. You know, but, but you know, you always hear that you can bring one south to north, but you can't bring one north to south. I don't know how much truth is in that, but. It wouldn't, didn't seem the case
0: to him, so. Yep. I know, uh, I don't know how much you hunted with him, Dwayne. I don't know, I'm sure you knew Dwayne Boyd. Um, me and him's always been real close. And they they said they'd take Clyde up north and they'd, they'd, they'd never, they'd, they'd find him three or four miles away. It hit them fence rows and just, just be gone. You stuck him down south in these bottoms and
2: it was just a whole different ball game. Yep. Yep. I know the first time I took three to Illinois, I, I thought I had somebody else's dog. He was...
0: Get treats quick. <laughs> the deer didn't smell near as good up
2: there. <laughs> no, no, he, he couldn't do it. I've mean, run up the score quick up there at Walker Days, and I was thinking when I was when the hunt's over, I was thinking, I don't, I don't know how this is the same dog. You know, three two coons of cast back down in my country, but come up here and he could treat 5 five. I'm gonna start bearing down on him. Yeah. Why ain't he doing this at home? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I've had a lot of fun, met a lot of people, enjoyed every minute of it. I hope to get back at it. Probably never um, get serious. Probably won't go to Texas to a hunt. But, but I plan on training a few pups if they'll find some of them make it.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe this female take, I. So we talked the other day maybe I can get you one of these if I hope she has a good litter and I hope oh, yeah I hope we can make something out of them yep kind of get some of that old stuff back on the ground so
2: yeah I'd be looking forward to one them. So. yep well, I,
0: well, we've talked about it for a while. Uh, I wanted to do it in person, but the way our schedules work and distance and everything it's it's hard to do but I appreciate you coming on here and doing it and maybe one day we, we can get together and hunt a little bit and I hope I hope that surgery goes well
2: and maybe come springtime yeah. well I've enjoyed it I've enjoyed it too uh, you know I'm, like I said uh, I did it because I loved it that's about it you know, I love pups love love um, watching groups yeah. yeah
0: as older I get I know not know which I've just bought a an, an antique, but uh, the past couple of years I've I've enjoyed hunting a younger dog a lot more than than any. But it, it is nice watching one. I uh, I just sold one to Barry a couple months ago. I, I raised the litter myself, and she's off uh, two <clears throat> two of my dogs. And I remember I sold her as a puppy and then got her back. She was know, nine, 10 months old and she was, she was running, but she, and she'd treat every now and then, but, oh man, she, she'd run armadillas. I had to beat on arm, beat her on armadillos, shock and then possums. And I mean, it was weeks before she ever treated coon. But once she treated that coon and just, she just got better, better and better. And it's Barry loves her. She, she's got a nose like, uh, like, no, like, like one of those older dogs. Um, so you can work a track and, and tree a track that not many dogs can smell. We, we went to that before last, and they blew in there, and she peeled right-handed and struck one just right there where they would all just been through and trailed it in there about 300 yards, come tree, and had it. And she, she does that pretty often, and I think after another coon season or two, I think she'll be a nice dog with the with the nose. That she has. It's it's something you don't see very much in hounds nowadays, which her daddy had a good nose. But yep. hope, hoping to see him do well with her. Maybe she'll pan out for you. Well, maybe. He'll probably sell her before. Before she does anything <laughs> but knowing Mary.
2: Probably. Well, it depends. Hmm. That's a- person comes along with the right amount of money.
0: Yeah, that's all it takes for him. <clears throat> well. Yeah. I guess we'll use we'll it down down right here unless unless you got anything else, Adam. Well, the only
2: thing is, uh, you know, I, if it weren't for the good Lord and my wife being so understanding... I, uh, I wouldn't ever been able to hunt, you know, because it takes a special kind of woman to stay married to somebody that stays hunting every night. Absolutely. So, so I'm gonna put it on her. You know, there's very few of my that will still hang around.
0: Especially like you was talking about earlier. uh, you're, You're hunting a pro hunt the night she goes in labor, so. She, yeah, she must. Yeah, be,
2: that was. She must be a real good woman. She was. She was, and you know, she had gone into labor a few times, early labor, and I was thinking, nah, this is one of them times I'm gonna hang around, you know, and finish this, but, but I didn't. I came <laughs> off. Glad I did. <laughs> mm. If I hadn't, I might be
0: divorced. Right. <laughs> That'd be a good yep. reason. That'd be a good reason, but. Yes yeah. yeah absolutely but yeah it does take a, a real good woman and uh I've yet to find one of those and probably run a uh, probably probably run a few good ones off because of this but hey you live and you learn yeah oh yeah that's right I, just, I ain't found one well that I thought was I enjoyed it Mason and I appreciate it yes sir like I said I appreciate you coming on here and maybe we can get together for too long.
2: Yeah, that's right. You can tell by the way I'm acting. It's getting close to bedtime. <laughs> what, what is it? Seven
0: yeah. thirty-seven. Yep. Yep. Well, like I said, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll get this out next. Next, I think we're going to try to get it done, get it out this week. Uh, we've been running behind on getting some done. We between me working and hunting, and Tyler uh, just had a baby and moved to a new house. We've We've been struggling, but we're trying to keep up. Yep. Well, I may drag off and come up there and go with y'all one night. Uh, come on, even if uh just sitting around listening. You know, we, we'll, we'll get you to the tree.
2: Now, I may hollow y'all back to the truck.
0: <laughs> Barry's got a, uh, it's a four-wheeler, but it's got a, an extra set of wheels back there. We'll, we'll pile three or four people on there all the time. And, and go and it, it
2: probably don't have brakes
0: or headlights Knowing him you wouldn't think it is and it's brand new <laughs> so it, it does at the time but the stuff we put it through uh i'd say this time next year it, it probably won't have a fender brakes anything <laughs> but anyways, well, i appreciate you appreciate you coming on here adam all right mason thank you yes, i'll sir. see you
1: Hey, y'all. Tyler here from Coonhutton University. I want to talk to you a little bit about extreme dog fuel and what sets them apart. Superior nutrition at the lowest price possible. So they've been told the amount of vitamins and minerals they use in their feeds overkill and that they could reduce cost by incorporating less expensive ingredients in their formula. But they believe the right mix of important ingredients makes a huge difference in your hound's skin, coat, performance, durability, health, and longevity. They promise they'll never change their product to lower the price or to compete with cheap commodity dog foods. All their ingredients are taken from the South Central United States. So go check them out and you can find out more about Extreme Dog Fuel at extremedogfuel.com and find a retailer near you today. Extreme Dog Fuel, feed it for life. I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like, at Coon Hunting U. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, their walking light and double red is the brightest I've ever seen use coupon code chupodcast at checkout at nighthunters.com you can find the link in the description box below this coon hunting university is a product of audio hound productions until next time y'all have a wonderful day